0: Before we get started today, I wanna thank everyone who wrote a testimonial for my website. Those of you who wrote testimonials had some really kind and encouraging things to say, and I'm really deeply grateful. As most of you know, I'm doing audio production full-time now, And I'm going to be launching my personal website to promote that business and I'm collecting testimonials So if you haven't written me a testimonial yet, I do really need some more So if you have a couple minutes and you've enjoyed the audio production and my voice on the messy studio podcast for the last few years Please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and fill out the contact form Good testimonials are going to be vital to my business taking off. So thank you once again to everyone who's already written one on with the show Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about creating with intention. A work of art created with intention is compelling. We intuitively recognize when something is done with purpose and inner direction. Yet as artists, we are also seekers and explorers in our work. Our creative path is often wandering rather than straight, and it may seem false or against our nature to state a clear intention or meaning behind our work. How can we work with intention yet remain open and flexible? What are the advantages of clarifying your intentions? With me as always is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone.
1: This topic, we were just talking about it before we got going with recording. We have touched on this um, lots of times and past episodes, but we realized we hadn't done one that was just focused on intentions, and it seems pretty important. So that is our topic today, and it it comes up, for me, it comes up a lot when I'm working with, with students uh, at Cold Wax Academy and other ways, because the word itself has various meanings, I think, and people aren't quite sure what. Uh, you know, how to approach it in terms of their work or what it means for their artwork. And, you know, what, what you just said in the intro there, Ross, about how, you know, very often in the middle of a a work of art, we are meandering a little bit. We're not, you know, on this straight road from here's what I'm doing to here's what I end up with. (laughs) And so people can feel like, oh, I guess I'm not working with intentions if I'm having these little side trips and things. So, just kind of hoping to clarify some of this, um, you know, today because it it's like you know with anything in art, there's there's the ifs ands and the buts. There's no, you know, easy answers to this and what it is, what what it means, and also there's different situations or circumstances and different times in your art practice, what it means different things. So, um, but basically, you know, what is what are intentions in terms of your work? It's basically writing things down that are, what is the most important, uh, what are the most important qualities or aspects that you wanna to bring to your artwork? And what are the characteristics that you wanted to have? Uh, it can be surprisingly hard to actually, um, to do this, to winnow those down, to find the essence of what it is that you really want in your work and Typically, I think most people come up with say eight or ten things that are meaningful to them uh for their for their work as a as a whole that's kind of at the core of everything um and what what intentions are not, and I think what kind of scares people with this idea or puts them off about it, you know they're not really meant to be um you know strict boundaries like i I will not do something that's not on this list or whatever um they they shouldn't lead you into like overthinking or kind of the paralysis that can happen with wondering if you're on the right track. Um, they're not, that you know, they should be somewhat, um, you know, flexible uh, so that you, you can work with them. Um, bigger concepts that you don't have to become extremely narrow about when you're working. And so, um, you know, sort of, freeing up the definition of it a little bit, I think is a is a good place to start with it
0: right and and I think you should revisit and reevaluate your intentions on a regular basis. Um, but at the beginning of the year is a is a really good time to do that. Um, but just in general, um, periodically throughout the year um, or uh, at certain milestones in in your work, it's a really good idea to look at what you've done and look at uh if this is bringing you closer to your your goals and what those goals are and if if you are seeing what you want to in your work and if it's if you're seeing the things come through that you want and if those are the same things you want going forward mm-hmm.
1: and i think what you just said points out the fact that there are different Kind, there are different sort of kinds of um, intentions. Some intentions it's, uh, can be more sort of goal oriented and have maybe right. have more to do with your art career than the
0: art itself. Right. And there's also intentions that are more content related.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, personal intentions and all these things. And, you know, one of the things I want to get into here is that when you really get to these kind of I call them like core intentions or big picture intentions, if you really can find those, they don't tend to change that much. It's really good to check in and see if you're if you're on track with them. but um, if they're big enough and flexible enough, I think a lot of people find that they hold true for a long time, and i um, you know, I know I've said on the podcast before that I wrote a list that was i'm thinking now it was probably about 15 years ago that i wrote this list and i look at it now and i say yep yep it's still true even though my work has gone through a lot of changes so i'm going to distinguish between you know some of these different uh ways of thinking about it i guess it's not um you know it's it's more complex than just making a list of goals or something like that it's Uh, I guess the art part of it is it it has to do with understanding um, where you're at with your work, understanding what you want in your work, and that that does change um, over time. So you could have these big, kind of the big ones, the big intentions, and then you can have smaller ones. And the smaller ones might be um, for a particular painting even, or maybe a series or an exhibit that you're having, or um, something where you're, within that bigger realm of ideas, you're focusing more specifically. Um, and it, it's kind of funny because those those more specific ones or those more like short-term intentions uh, seem to be the ones that are almost harder to adhere to when you're working. Because I think that's when you notice that you're, you're veering off one way or another and you think, well, now these paintings, this painting is going to be all about you know, color, and I'm going to explore this particular color relationship. And then, um, you know, halfway into it, it's completely changed. And you can sort of beat yourself up and say, oh, no, I didn't stick to my intentions, uh, because it's that short-term specific thing. But I think that's where you can give yourself a break and say, well, I didn't know that I wanted to do this other color thing. But let's say in the big picture, the overarching uh, intentions might be something like um, exploring color so it's not this color that color, this painting you're still within your your bigger picture intention um, even though you're you're swerving around a bit. And I think that can throw people off and I often hear students saying well I, I set this intention you know when I started this painting and now I'm somewhere else and is that okay like, yes, that's okay <laughs> um, it's the underlying, ideas that are important and when you can get those in your head it it's really a good guidance cuz you say this is me this is who i am and of course i'm going to try different things and go down different paths and things and it's kind of like you probably have those already those core intentions and you just may not have ever thought about them or wrote written them down or really recognized them articulated them i guess um so, um, yeah, there's there's plenty of really great art that's made where the artist didn't stick to a really specific intention at the beginning. I'm not saying it's a bad idea because, you know, it's it is really helpful when you're starting out to say this painting, I'm going to explore value or, you know, this painting is going to have a particular composition.
0: And, you know, sticking to that and carrying through that's you're going to learn a lot. Right, you you tend to explore things then that are difficult for you, right? If you if you have that intention, a little bit more solid, mm-hmm. and it's it's gonna you know cause you to push your boundaries a little bit more, and you 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 are going to improve your work mm-hmm. as a result. Um, you you also mentioned uh, you know whether or not you are writing these things down, and I I do think that it's it's good to have intentions that are a little bit more flexible, um, and maybe a little bit more ethereal um but uh, i do think it's a really good idea to to write intentions down um especially if you do some kind of daily journaling practice or mm-hmm. or something like that um even just uh if you're if you have like a day planner and you you're you're planning out your day uh that's a great time to be setting intentions for the work that you're doing in the moment
1: mhm yeah it's it's really uh i really see it as quite different the the daily thing is important. I think the discipline to stick to a, an intention is a good thing if you can do it. I think it's very hard. Um, and I, I don't, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty like easygoing on people when they say they didn't stick to their intention because part of creating art is, is responding to what's happening in front of you and part of creating art is uh, responding to the process. And so if the process is suggesting something that could be really exciting but it's not one of the things you wrote down that you were trying to do and it's again it's this balancing act you know you don't want to be constantly heading off in different directions but um you know it's it's if you're too rigid about it i think you can also cut off your development so it's it's definitely good to have um you know maybe say well, in the next few months, I'm really going to explore these aspects of color, or in the next few months, I'm really going to try to uh, find some new compositions in my work. And then if the painting you're working on today doesn't do those things, well, okay, you can come back to it with another one. Um,
0: well, I think when we're setting intentions about our intentions, it's a it's a good idea to have a little bit of self-reflection about what what is easy for you and what is difficult. You know, mm-hmm. What are you inclined toward naturally and what what do you have to put effort into? And for me, I'm I'm very uh kind of chase all the squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the f- focus on one thing is is difficult for me. Yeah. Um I, I tend to have like a lot of irons and a lot of fires and be doing a lot of different things. And that keeps life interesting for me. And it, it allows me to uh, to not become sucked into one thing to the point where it gets boring. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I lose my passion for it. Uh, on the other hand, I, I really do need to enforce a little bit of structure on my life in order to get things done, Mm -hmm. uh, and and in order to, uh, to complete projects. And, uh, and so for me, uh, forcing myself into a little bit of structure is, is absolutely necessary.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: for other people where structure maybe comes a little bit more naturally, um, then it may be that they need to force themselves into being a little bit more loose and having a little bit more flexibility and, and allowing themselves to explore things and chase the squirrels and, (laughs) uh, not be sucked into just do one mode of working. Um, but I think that that's a, a, Uh, Something that you need to recognize within yourself and act accordingly and and push yourself in directions that are slightly uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, very true that it's so individualized. And, you know, I've noticed uh, working with some of the people in the in the Cold Wax Academy, there are people who who set very clear intentions uh, for their work and they say them what they are, you know, on the on our page, follow through. And I can see their work progressing quite rapidly. You know, they're really they're really grabbing onto things, um, and it's probably like you say a personality situation where it's something that makes them like that really works for them, uh, but it might not work for someone else to be that focused. Um, and so, yeah, like you say, trying to figure out well, what what do you how do you work with these ideas the best? And then push yourself a little bit. Just uh, add enough structure to what you feel is, uh, is easy for you. Add a little bit more that will push you.
0: Um, right. We're all shooting for that balancing point. So figuring out on which side you fall and then pushing yourself towards that balancing point, I think is kind of the key for this as as with so many of the things that we
1: discussed. <laughs> we're always talking about these well this but that you know but <laughs> that's that is the way it is i mean the the whole art world the whole art practice is so there just aren't very many rules and so i guess all we can talk about is like what works what works for me what works for you and and giving some uh, attention to this so that people can think about um, their own situation and and try to, I think that idea that you just had about like pushing just a little bit is really good because I can see, you know, in my own life, in my own work, that as I have brought a little bit more of intention, a little more push, it is helping me, um, you know, to say, I really want to explore this or that, and and then I I just go into this period of painting where I can see that all the paintings are are centered around this idea, even though they may be quite different from one another, it's there, you know? And so if I hadn't said that, they, they might've evolved in a similar way, but it really helps to have that approach. And you say, well, I see what I did with color here. I see what I did with color there. What else can I do with color? You know, it's, it's just more, a little more structured. That's been, um, that's been helpful uh, for me.
0: So, um, Real quick, it's time for an update on the latest news from Cold Wax Academy. Rebecca and her partner, Jerry McLaughlin, are now well into their second quarter of weekly live sessions for their members, in which they explore three-minute topics in deep, interrelated, and engaging ways. This quarter, those topics are texture, layering, and writing and talking about your work. Weekly sessions include discussion, side presentations, videos, critiques, special guests, and the opportunity to ask questions during the session. Cold Wax Academy members have access to all past sessions, which are recorded each week. So if you're hesitating to join mid-quarter, no worries about missing out. There is plenty for you to explore, and you can watch previous sessions on your own schedule. Jerry and Rebecca offer a trial month at the core level for only $29.99. So visit coldwaxacademy.com and click on memberships for more information. That's coldwaxacademy.com and click on memberships. All right, let's get back into it.
1: And your idea of writing things down, I think, is good. Um, It's it's another really individualized thing. Some people um, write these down and put them on the studio wall or put them in their sketchbook or their day plan or whatever. Other people maybe just arrive at them and just keep them in their minds. Um, I had mine on a piece of paper tacked on the studio wall for years. The ones that go back a long ways that have held true after a while, you know, that piece of paper came down and got stuck in a notebook and I came across it years later and that kind of thing. But what was interesting was that, um, They had become part of my own uh, approach to my work, and I recognized, reading back over them, that they had stayed true and they had evolved over time, and I have to think that they were just implanted. So it wasn't that I was always looking at this list, but that they had become integrated into my work in a good way, um, which is... You know, one of the functions of intentions is that by stating them and repeating them and believing them, that this does manifest change. Um, and so, I I could really see that that it happened um, in my work. So, um, it, it's it's a very interesting thing to play with. I think to to set some intentions
0: that. Um, well, and these things can can really affect who you are and, um, we can, we can set intentions about who we want to be and, and what kind of, what kind of person is it that does what you want to achieve. Yeah. And that can involve the content of your work that can involve where your, your aspirations for, for life. Um, there's, uh, I, I've noticed in my own life, there's, um, there's certain intentions that I have set that. Um, people then later assume are things that came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, learning people's names. Um, I'm not somebody who uh, naturally is able to learn people's names easily. It's something I've had to put a, a great deal of effort into. Uh, but, and then people assume, oh, you're the kind of person that remembers people's names. <laughs> right. Because I, I, I greet people by name, hundreds and hundreds of people who I, I know their name, I know their face, I greet them by name. And people are astounded by this. And it's like, this is something I had to work at. <laughs> this is not something that just happened, you know? And, yeah. and there's there's a lot of things in life like that. There where really are. <laughs> if, you, if you set that intention, people will assume that that's just who you are. And that's, well, that's the person that you became, but that's the person that you made yourself become.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're, when you become, very practiced at it you make it seem very natural and yes people just think oh that's that's the way you
0: are right and and you can become the kind of person that sets intentions and follows through with them and and Mm -hmm. becomes the person that they want to see in the mirror
1: yeah it's it's a powerful tool and you know there's lots of applications in personal life and um art careers and other things besides just in the studio and um it's it's very it's very interesting and i i i think when you when you uh kind of push it in the studio maybe it helps maybe that's a doorway into seeing how it can work in other ways if you haven't really gotten into this whole idea um i I kind of wanted to talk a little bit like some more sort of tips and i don't know more specifics about this because it is a really broad topic and um if we're gonna to try to help people see how does it apply in the studio, um, there's a few things that are to keep in mind. And one is that um, your intentions when you're first starting either as a as to practice art or with a new medium, let's say, you're starting something new, and the intentions that you set around that time and around that practice are gonna be different than what you think of for the work when you're more mature with it when you've really gotten a grip on it so um just to say that when you're when you are in that starting out point it's actually really hard to work with a clear focus of ideas when you don't have um you don't have the technical skill you haven't grasped you know how to handle the medium so um at the same time though you can feel like mm, I'm just messing around here like this is going nowhere, you know. Uh you, you do want some solid ground. You want to narrow down your ideas, you want to focus. And that will help you progress when you're learning. And I think that's kind of the thing I was seeing with the with the students I'm working with now, finding that focus. And I think finding focus is another way of saying intention. So when you're starting out, what's your focus? You need to figure out how to control uh, the, the materials, and if, you, if you're if you unfamiliar with things like really basic art principles and things like that, you know, the real basics, the fundamentals, that's where your intentions really start out, right? Um, and that's where that kind of narrow focus, limitations, parameters can be helpful. You know, I'm gonna do some paintings that are just based on um, a value range. You know, I'm not gonna concern myself with different colors or I'm going to do a bunch of paintings on this particular scale and see how I can make that work for me. And it could be anything. I mean, that you are interested, but you know, that specificity can really help when you're just starting out, you're practicing, you're experimenting, but you have this kind of, um, focus, I guess is, is, is a good word. And, um, if you're, if it's like you're trying a new medium, but you're already a pretty developed artist, maybe you're deciding to try, um, well, try cold wax medium, and you've been working in acrylic or something. To me, it's okay if you kind of don't push everything at once. You know, kind of uh, stick with your comfort zone if you have one for, say, subject matter or color range or something like that, and and then and then set those other intentions that are going to help you grow and so that's kind of that beginning phase where I I bring this up because again I see frustration with people that are starting out and thinking well I have to have these really big ideas and I have to these really you know overarching concepts to my work and you know they're just not there yet. They have other things that they have to learn first and so that's why, you know, I said at the beginning that intentions has so many different aspects. So those beginner intentions, um, you know, be a little easy on yourself with a structure that you need to push yourself a little bit. But don't try to do everything at once because that can be really paralyzing. It You know, people start to overthink and they worry that they're not doing enough somehow
0: I think it's important for for your intentions to be achievable, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, things things that are uh, simple and and give you that that positive feedback. Yes, um, yeah, I can do this.
1: Right, right, definitely. And and you know, it can you can set yourself up sort of a, a program of you know now I'm going to tackle color and now I'm going to focus on composition, whatever it is. And then you yeah you feel this real sense of achievement. And then you know at some point you're getting pretty competent you're you're flowing along and then I feel like that's when you're ready for these bigger picture <laughs> intentions these kind of core ones um but you just have to have a little patience uh, till you get to this point. And they do they do just sort of naturally come into focus with your practice. It's not like one day you sit down and say, okay, got to have some intentions. Um, it's more like, you know, recognizing what is important in your work and what do you want to be important. Um, and maybe kind of, uh, you know, reframe it a little bit. if the If the word intention isn't doing it for you, like I said, focus is a really good one. What do you want to focus on? Um, what do you? What are your biggest desires for your work? What moves you? I think that's a nice one. What moves me uh, in my work? And that kind of points to that emotional content, um, your motivation maybe. Um, what have you always been drawn to? What are you interested in? Uh, another good one to put some perspective on it is if somebody – uh, if your ideal person, your ideal viewer was looking at your work, what would you like them to say about it? How would you like someone else to describe what you do? Um, and that kind of points to the things that you you want to convey, right? You, you're you trying to communicate. Um, and I think one last point about, you know, kind of guidelines for setting these is sometimes you get hung up because, you think you think something should be in your work or somebody has admired or many people have admired some quality in your work and they've said oh your work is very meditative and calm or something like that and so you know maybe you start to think well yeah okay that's what my work should be or that's what everybody wants it to be and that becomes an intention and maybe it's not really what you want you know in the big picture and maybe it was a phase you were trying out. And so you have to kind of, uh, part of this process is is sifting through what are those really true things, those really honest things that, um, that make sense to you and you can kind of brainstorm, um, write down a whole bunch of stuff and then see if there are things that kind of relate to each other that you can uh, kind of narrow down a little bit. And it, it's it's also kind of weird, like that narrowing down can also open up because what you're trying to do is get to some sort of an essence. I know I'm being a little vague here, but I'm going to give some examples, <laughs> but you're you're trying to find the ideas that are at the base, you know the the bigger ideas and I was thinking, well, let's say that you you're brainstorming what you're interested in, and you come up with things like, well, I'm interested in. Um, architecture, like depicting architecture and the the shapes. And I'm interested in geometric forms. Um, I'm interested in abstraction. And these are things I want in my work. So you could, maybe your first uh, thing that you would write down for your intention was that you you want to explore geometric shapes in architecture, in architectural drawings or something. Okay, that's good. But even that might be a little bit limiting for a really... A really core, um, basic intention. So, since architecture tends to be geometric, you could you could narrow that down and more. And you could say, I want to work. I my work is about abstraction, based on geometric shapes. If that feels really important to you and really elemental to you, then that's a good a good core uh, intention. There's a lot of freedom in that. That could be anything um that could be 3d that could be 2d that could be colorful or not colorful it could be large scale small scale those variables uh can all fit into that kind of broad but basic description so um <laughs> that it's a process i mean you don't just sit down and write these things necessarily and you know i do think that like you said at the beginning, that you do need to review these now and then, and see. Well, are there things that have kind of fallen off the radar? Uh, are there things that have come into your interest that you didn't know when you wrote this down? Um, but this kind of consolidating, this kind of trying to find that that baseline, um, and then within that, those. So I said, you know that. Most people come up with about eight or ten of these things, right? So there can be a variety within that that is also important. So some of them could be about more about things like process. Um, you know, I work intuitively, or um, I build I, I build up my work in layers, or something like that. Um, they could be about visual elements that you're particularly, you know, compelled by. For a lot of people, that might be color. You know, that's always gonna be part of your work. Um, some of your intentions could be about ideas, uh, concepts. Some, one thing that I noticed in my own list was that I had some kind of evocative phrases that, that had more than one meaning that I could interpret in different ways. Um, like one of mine was uh, complexity, okay? I want complexity in my work. Um, it's not that every single piece I ever do is complex uh, visually. Sometimes they're rather minimalist, but I always feel like there's some level of complexity in terms of what went into it, what thought went into it. So complexity is, is a compelling idea to me, whether it's the surface of my work, you know, with a lot of color and texture, or whether it's the ideas behind it or something. And that's one of my intentions. And it, it feels very true to me now, as it did, you know, way back when I wrote that down um, I also had like alignment of form and content, that's one of those kind of basic art principles that speaks to me, um, had connection, another word that has different meanings. You can look at that different ways, is it uh, that I want a personal connection to my work or that I want to connect with my viewer or that things within the picture plane are connected. You know, there's so many ways to look at that Um so you know those are kind of big things that they've helped me over time, and they have become part of my mindset when I work.
0: right. I think that that list also really helps display the difference between goals and intentions. Mm. Um, it seems to me like when we're talking about intentions we're we're talking about things that are a little bit broader and a little bit less specific mm-hmm. and they're they're things that we we try they do they they give us purpose, but they don't They're not milestones the way that goals are, if that makes sense.
1: It does make sense. And I I think that's a good distinction. And it's one of those things that confuses people. Intentions are really more like saying, this is what is. This is what I recognize to be true about myself, my work, um, et cetera. And and goals are more, this is what I'm I'm trying to do. Um, And maybe maybe goals are a little more applicable at that early stage. Maybe those are better called goals when you're trying to develop your basic art skills, you know, and then later you're bringing in, how, how can I be really true to myself and my work? Um, And that's really what, to me, that's what intentions are. And so they're not something you just sit down and dash off in your sketchbook, you know, or, or your journal. Uh, they are things that evolve and, and they can take some time to um, figure out what they are. And once you do, though, they are, I just look at that as a guide, as a, um, sometimes, you know, I feel like I do go off track a bit, but looking at the intentions reminds me this is who I am. I can have sidetracks, that's okay. Knowing this core self can bring anything I do in alignment with with whatever those core ideas are bring me back to myself um and these uh, it's also you know i think they're really useful in evaluating your own work because if you kind of know the big picture of what you're after and you look at your work and you say um you know is this is this part of my work is this happening or have i lost it somehow <laughs> you know uh do i need to do something to bring it back into this realm of what I consider to be really important. Um, It's just knowledge about your work. It's self knowledge. And it it helps in writing things about your work, artist statements, or if you're going to give a talk or whatever. It helps you see uh, your work over time as well. Because, you know, if you have hit on these basic things, you see different manifestations of them um, over your the time that you've been making art. So you might look back 20 years and say, I see the same stuff there. Even before you ever got around to writing them down, it was there. It was part of you.
0: Right. It's about having purpose and direction.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's recognizing who you are as an artist, which you may, you have been probably, if you've been making art for a while, you've been practicing this for years already. So it's just the, the idea of sort of recognizing that, articulating it and it's very satisfying really it just feels like it's bringing everything together it's a unifying force behind your work
0: well do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode
1: yeah i don't want this to seem really overwhelming i'm afraid maybe it does uh because it it is big picture stuff for the most part and i i talked about those you know we we talked about those smaller steps or those goals or things that are sort of part of the bigger picture but um Anyway, if this is all new to you, um, remember you can just start with a few simple things. You can just just think of a few things that are really important to you about your work and, and regard the intentions themselves as a work in progress. This is going to um, evolve as your work evolves to the point where you say, okay, I've got it. I think I know, um, but most people find that if they do manage to describe these things what's most important to them it becomes a guiding force in their work and and that is it's powerful
0: all right well that just about wraps up this episode of the messy studio for more from the messy studio please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list you can also find the messy studio on facebook as well as public profiles for both rebecca kroll and myself ross tickner For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccakroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at www.coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise.
1: Thanks, everybody.